0: What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast, coming to you live from Fatty Beer Company, Hamburg, New York. Jim, it's good to see you. As always, we've been kind of circumventing all of Western New York, all the fatty locations, trying to get a feel. What's your favorite spot? We've been to Kenmore, uh, Orchard Park,
1: Hamburg. We've talked about downtown. I've been there. You haven't been there. I haven't been. So we got to get to the downtown one. I'm good with the Hamburg one right now. We have our little, we got like our little location, a little room back here. We do. I like yeah. the vibe, like the scene. It's good. It is, yeah. Service always outstanding. Selection of beer, outstanding. Every Fatty we go to always has something going on, whether it's trivia, music. I just always like the vibe.
0: I forgot the mic, so that delayed us a half hour. And That's ours. We're, so we're just
1: hanging at Fatty. You
0: know, just what t- else to t- do? Typical gym onus. you know, Bad and I. No, it's, we're just uh, waiting for the game to start anyway.
1: I mean, the night doesn't start until tip-off. Well, shouldn't you be on your 2024 mock? Where's your mock? Let's get into it. What about – you know, uh, I'm really really
0: disappointed in the mockers this year. No UDFA mocks. Not
1: a one. (laughs) How about rookie tryout mocks? There's a couple funny things from draft weekend. And you and I talked a little bit. But what I realized being away from it now for – it's officially 6 years. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know how I was so into it before as far as you know, obviously it's your job and you're so invested. But when you really I'm sure I'm when you really step away from it, it is seriously kind of mind-numbing and boring. Yeah. It's it's I, it's not a watchable product to me on TV, but it is because everybody watches it. Everybody talks about it. For some reason, it has been established as soon as you make a pick that everybody is happy with or knows, like they know the player, you get an A-plus grade, you're automatically in the playoffs, but you haven't addressed your quarterback, you haven't played a game, you don't know about protect. like you don't know anything. But draft just makes everybody feel good about their team. Right now, every team's at rookie minicamp knowing they're going to make the playoffs. Like they believe it. Every move, free agency, all your moves now are together. Everything you've done is together. You're watching it on the field, and then the season starts. And it's just – it can be very humbling is the best word I can use. It was – I don't even know where to start. Yeah. So, while we start, I went from draft weekend just to
0: – Well, I want to get into the pomp and circumstance <laughs> of the NFL draft because it has reached the point of – Absurd. I mean, they've turned it into Woodstock. You had three hundred twelve thousand people there, which I power to them. They're hardcore football fans. A lot of grown men and women in face paint, (laughs) spiky Halloween outfits, and it it was a little wild, a little strange, one could say. But so this is what the NFL wants. I want to get back to the mocks because I have some thoughts on the mocks. But just the event that is the NFL draft. It's. it's kind of freaking insane. And okay, I, I, so don't, I don't mean that in it. a good way. You, I mean, you've got Canadian influencers making the Buffalo Bills picks. Nobody no nobody knows who this guy is. Nobody. Nobody cares, number one. And every team is just trying to, oh, oh he's got that many followers on Instagram. Let's have him announce our second-round pick to, oh, there's the Beastie Boys, one of the most overrated
1: bands of all time. I, you put that out there? They're terrible. Agreed.
0: I I don't know why. Now that's my.
1: I grew up, you know, when uh, they—that was kind of my middle school. You know, I'm. I'm, They were. I didn't get it. It's just screaming. I didn't. I agree. Didn't get it. Not my. Not
0: my style at all. This is where my uh, my wife might point out. Well, you do listen to Boney Vare and
1: nobody knows what the hell Justin Vernon's singing. Look, there's no right answer. (laughs) That's fair too. But here's the thing with music. There's no right There's or no wrong. There's no right or wrong. Yeah. It's what yeah. you like. But, man, I'm with you on the screaming part. It's yeah. just that – yeah, I really am with you on but that. But is there like, the absolute best – the
0: only reason to watch day three of the NFL draft is for when yes. a player's picked and then the camera pans to the hardcore, like, 58-year-old <laughs> fan. matter. It doesn't matter. And they're going nuts, nuts. over a player from, it's, like – It's, you know, it's going to put them over the top. You know – ANT and state that nobody's ever heard of in their lives. It,
1: it makes me think of <laughs> – I, I talked about it before, but I would always call my, my close friends and family after the draft and be like, I, I still can't believe that guy was there in the sixth round from Florida Atlantic that we took linebacker, you know, something like that. And they're like, yeah, "Man, I, we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, you don't. And you shouldn't, and it's good for you. That means you have a life. You have things going on. You have other interests yeah. because – I guess – I don't know if the return on the – I don't know if the results equal the hype of the draft. No, it absolutely does not. I mean, we hype – we're announcing names. But now
0: the league's hyping a schedule release. I mean, this is the goal, year-round hype and hope. I mean, hope – you know, to use the Woodstock analogy, like, you know, back then LSD is the drug getting passed around. Now it's hope for all these teams. That's the drug. Oh,
1: right now it is all – like I said, it is beautiful. This is your result. You're sitting at practice right now and you're, you know, the arms are crossed, the weather turn. Yeah. You know, you're like, whew, look at our, look at, man, we got all our draft picks out there, free agents. You And then here's the best right now. There's no question. We can't believe the undrafted class. We couldn't be happier with the undrafted class. You know, hey, we were going to take this guy, you know, but we got him after the draft. Like it is overwhelming, over-the-top positivity right now. And that's a good thing. Yeah. But – but the harsh reality is coming, and that's football. Somehow wow. announcing names has made – it's taken away from the actual game of football. It has. Sca- but you know
0: what? I shouldn't sit here and be a curmudgeon. I, really, I got to check myself because, look, it is fun. You? The NFL draft is fun. We've got a lot of readers, a lot of listeners. Everybody enjoys it.
1: You know- right? Hope is
0: in the air. That's a good oh. thing. I can talk myself into a lot of teams right now, so and we're going to do it. Listen, I was going to say, we're gonna we, have do it. It. we have already. It's just, um, I don't know, I guess what is a, a little annoying is just the pageantry of it all. It's and a lot. There's the it's pageantry, but then the the forced commercial commercialization of it all, it's, where you've got, like we talked about when we had Bob McGinn on the happy hour. Dude, Dude perfect, you know, these pranksters <laughs> on YouTube are up there yeah, for a pick, yeah. and then they slide in the NFL Sunday ticket promotion. I mean, that kind of bullshit. It just is. Bob, Bob. At what point there. does that just turn <laughs> yeah, the normal fan that's, off? Right. That, that's the NFL's tricky balance. Here is like no, we're making so a lot bad. of money with nonsense like that. At what point is it, too it much? must be But I don't know. At some point, don't, I don't fans? I, you can't play. You can't play your consumers for fools. Look, it's and assume oh they're idiots that they're not going to notice that we just slid this. Sunday ticket promotion into an organic draft selection.
1: The gambling perspective. Oh yeah. Then the always gambling. have to come to this because you, you talked about the draft and and let's talk about the schedule release. The, the draft, that first, the hype on that first round for the draft is big. Like I told you, I didn't get into it. I'm not, that's not going to be my thing, but man, you, we talked about it. We saw the reactions. That second pick, nobody really had a good that that was locked i mean they kept that close for gamblers that was the unknown and that set off everything else and i think from what i could tell i think the gamblers took a hit bet in the draft a little bit this year i think it was a little trickier but that schedule release do you understand that thing gets released there's gonna be spreads out no oh yeah get ready it's happening man things are happening So on
0: this show, I want to get into the
1: Detroit Lions, the Atlanta Falcons,
0: how unconventional their approach is. And I think we've got some different opinions there. We'll come around to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Finding a compromise in this world where nobody ever wants to compromise. I think it's glorious. I think it's great for all parties. We have been, yeah. We'll talk about it. I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Jordan Love. I mean, that's becoming now. I mean, he is a (laughs) go-to subject i would go long. For a long time, too. Um, Yeah, did you – so they they reached this contract agreement. I thought it was great for both sides where some flexibility for both sides. Look, he's got to play. He's got to start. They haven't seen much. You need to see him out there. And on Jordan Love's end, what's wrong with this, right? Make a little money the next couple years. Maybe you get something bigger down the road. It's –
1: It's funny to hear
0: people say, oh, this is a sign that they don't believe in him. Are you kidding? Don't believe in him? They told Aaron Rodgers to beat it. They're fine. They They believe in Jordan Love. Yes. So we can touch on that, too. Let's start with mocks. The only place (laughs) one can start, the mock draft, which is – Go ahead. I I know. I just want to start there because there's a segue to Detroit. Oh, okay. I I give Brad Holmes – so much credit. And he's somebody you know well, Present. general manager of man. the Detroit Lions. You've been on the scouting trail with him. Um, so right after the Jameer Gibbs pick, right, the most the, shocking the, the, the pick of rock overall, they trade down, which, you know, I don't want really to get too far in the weeds yet, but you're, I really look, believe you're going they, into the draft nerdy I don't know, they, I know. They,
1: they trade down. Um, behind, sorry. But they would
0: have taken Devin Witherspoon, the corner oh, out behind, of Illinois. Right. At six. Mm-hmm. I really believe that from what I was told. So did Vegas. That's exactly where that yeah, was. I mean, a, a Dan under. Campbell guy through and through, you know, Bob McGinn's poll, the, the most beloved prospect in the entire draft by the scouts when he ran that poll, their favorite. Prospect like just a guy. tough, boom boom, boom competitive boom. Illinois DBs. Give Lovey Smith some credit for recruiting these DBs. They're all secondaries. You made the NFL. It's like Maryland. So I think the Lions would have taken him. Pretty confident they would have. Seattle takes him because the Colts took Anthony Richardson. Who knows what Seattle would have done there? I'm not sure, but I love Seattle's draft. So the Lions, you know, they've got to call an audible at the line of scrimmage. They trade down to 12. Get Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell with their second pick. Brad Holmes in the meet, in the war room, ecstatic, slams the table. He did say in his press conference afterwards. <laughs> He was going to be more disciplined this year with the celebrations, and then he just took it to a whole new level. It's good to be yourself. In terms of GM-coach combination, I mean, if this is wrestling, like a tag team, Holmes and Dan Campbell just
1: kick anybody's
0: ass, right? I mean, when they're celebrating, I'm like, man, somebody's going to break an
1: arm. Like somebody's going to
0: bust a nose here.
1: No, I, yeah, no, they're, they're, I'm trying, I'd have to look yeah, at who the, else uh, would be I was going to say, who would be, I don't know who else would be contending right I'm, now. You know, Goudekinsal Floor, I I think they're doing a good
0: job, but in terms of a wrestling tag team situation, I'm probably I'm, going, I'm going with Holmes
1: happened. Campbell. What about, I'll give you a sneaky one, Joe Douglas. Oh, well, I mean, we you know Robert Sala. Joe Douglas was a tough interior lineman at Richmond, see he? Hmm. Hi, Offensive lineman. High motor? Offensive lineman, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm Douglas I'm i But I think here. Holmes, I
0: think he's got the height advantage
1: on Douglas. I'm going right? Jets. That's going to be my, my pick. You set the line. I think it, well, it might be even. I mean, Salah's – he's pretty ripped. Even money? So I made a good – all right.
0: Any, I'm trying to think if we're forgetting anybody. Hmm. That was a good pull by me, I think. McDaniel, Chris Greer, yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not there. All right, so – it's the shock of the night, a running back. 12 a shock because,
1: because it's to, running back, right? Okay.
0: Because of the mocks, right?
1: Because it wasn't
0: supposed to. No, well, we've been, it's been drilled into our skulls you by supposed to all of the analytics and draft nicks and people who grind the tape and work the numbers. You're a numbers guy. I'll throw you in there. Mocks aren't, mocks are guesses. But everybody's, yeah, you can't take a running back that high. So Brad Holmes, like he was ready for it if you watch his press conference right after the pick. And I give him so much credit because he must have said five or six times, mock drafts. I respect what you do. I respect what you do. I respect what you do. It's a lot of work. There is value to it. I respect I mean, you know, after they took Jameer, I mean, they believe in Jameer Gibbs. Like, this is Debo Samuel. He's is, more than a running back, right, he's right, a slot weapon. Right. They see they're the gonna put they're gonna that. use him all over the place. What he did at Alabama it was was special in, in his specific That's role, even. They've got a plan for him. They're in a position to take a running back slash receiver, whatever he'll end up being, because of how well they've drafted, how well they've built the team. I mean, it's, I mean what are the premier positions, right? Like left tackle and pass rusher and quarterback. And who else should they have taken there? I think it was they believe in him, they love him, they didn't want to see any other team draft Jameer Gibbs. Good, good for Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell. Take the guy uh-huh. that you love, and they did it while trading down and getting some more draft capital. Which I mean, they they really did have a, a solid draft, but I just thought it was funny how you know he's given all these mock drafters respect when he could just say, you know what, all you MFers with your mock drafts. Shove it. Wouldn't you love it if a GM just said that? It's and just stood at the podium and said, You know what? This is the grift of all grifts. None of us pay attention. None of us care.
1: I mean, I guess they do pay attention a little bit. You have to. I think mocks are important. Certain mocks for sure you pay attention to. Certain mocks. Certain mocks. You know, people that are tied in, like the Chris Mortens's, McShays, Pipers, they're tied in. So it's worth listening to them, seeing where they have guys. It might just make you think of something you haven't thought about. Like, ooh, I didn't see that guy going there. But that scenario would change things. It's important not to battle about it. It's not worth battling about. It. It's not worth – look, everybody has a job to do. They're asked to do a mock draft. I can't believe people are asked to do that. The amount of time, I don't even know. I don't know how people do it. But – I, I guess don't mock. Say, maybe I shouldn't be a hater. As long as this, I think as long as mock don't question picks too hard. Like, why would you take him there? You can question it, but have a reason. Don't just say, "Why would you take him there?" Because another mock thought he was supposed to go later. Because you don't know that there could have been ten teams that like Gibbs in the in the top twelve. You know, oh, you no. don't know. And that that is something he brought up that I wanted to ask you, Jim, Every because day. in. Like
0: he knew he'd have to defend this pick yeah, because of you know where Jameer Gibbs sure. was projected to go. Sure. So he said that after they made the trade, they made the pick that he on his phone he was getting texts from people around the league saying, Wow, it's a good thing you got him. Like he would have been gone at fifteen. There's a like yeah. do you think is that is that genuine? Because he, he got some criticism for that. Like, oh look, the the rest of the NFL swindled Brad Holmes into thinking he to me like, that's, that's genuine, right? Like, we can't read I, into too much. No, I and don't
1: think if, any of that, no.
0: It, it, even if people were messing with them, you want a guy, you get the guy. But if they if they thought they could get him at an 18 and they didn't, I mean, then you can't sleep at night. I feel like the same about the Atlanta Falcons taking Bajan Robinson. That's it's, who you want. If you take a different position with a different perceived value – because that's what everybody says you should do. That, that that That's what keeps you up at night. Like, son of a – we should have taken the best player in the draft. That's it. He's John Robinson.
1: That's we it. We can use him everywhere. That's how the Lions feel about Jameer Gibbs. Like, Perfect. Get your guy. Get your guy. Get your guy. Have a vision for him like we always talk about. I always talk about Sean Payton. Always had – once he had a vision for a player, it was over. Boom, I see it, got it, done that's who they wanted. Go get them. There is no, I, I, I'm not that guy to say yeah, you want them go get them. Now I'm that guy to say, are you sure everything else is okay on your team right now? Are you sure Jared Goff's okay? You know, are you sure this is the right way to build your team in today's football? We know they can score, but then what, what are you going to do? Take Will Levis at six? I'm not saying he's – not if you don't think he's better than golf, No. But what I'm saying is you can score already. Your offense wasn't the problem. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you have – like, are you – did you get better, I guess? Right. There's another corner they could have drafted. I'm just – I guess that's why I look at, like, now Gibbs sounds like he's a different player than um, Swift as far as – Sounds like he's a more McCaffrey, I'm not not McCaffrey, but sounds like he does everything like Debo. Debo, you said. Here, this is he's more Debo than a running back, right? Like a pure. That's what I'm saying. So they're not necessarily. So they are adding a different type of player to their offense, which I like. It like I said, I have nothing against the. I'm just I'm just looking at the structure, of the lines right now. Do I believe in the head coach and do I believe in the quarterback? We always go back to the four things. I, I can't say those. I believe in those guys yet. I, I like. I've seen golf. You know, I think they both are professionals, and they're giving you everything they've got. Is that good enough? Is golf good enough to get you there? Is Dan Campbell good enough? Is their defense good enough? A lot of questions. A lot to unpack. I think defense. Yeah.
0: The last two years, they were the first or second youngest team in the NFL by design. Okay. Right on purpose. Yeah, you know where yeah. I was going with the young thing. Right. I'm not right. making excuses. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm not making excuses. No, it's they, they're they're to, they. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. They were revamping. No, it's fair. They're revamping. They wanted mines for molding. It's fair, as uh Jack Black once said. Which,
1: which you, if you're structured the right way at the top, it takes time to get this thing right. You know, yeah. as yeah. you're building the so, yes, that's good. let sure. so find the Russian stats there. So, well, but we need to see now. It's time now. Like this is year three, and and but they did improve. I mean, you look
0: at last season; the yeah. first month and a half mm-hmm. it was
1: brutal. And the they, last they, they month
0: up a little bit at the end. Outside of that Carolina game, bit, it was all right. It looked good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think those younger players grew up. You need Aiden right. Hutch- Hutchinson to be a star, obviously. Now you need Jack Campbell to wreak havoc at the next level. You know that the level that's, behind that. What I'll say is the strength of their team is the power running game, north and south. We're not doing the zone stuff. We're not We're trying to out scheme out, you, mm-hmm. right? It's we are going to physically impose our will, mm-hmm. make you get off blocks, make you tackle us. You're gonna leave the game in bruises. And oh, by the way, we've got a quarterback who's been through it all and. He's going to have time because we've got one of the top three offensive lines in the league, and he made the look at the Green Bay game. I mean, he made the throws he had to make late. They they've got an offensive coordinator who isn't. It's not like Ben Johnson is stuck in nineteen ninety three. They're innovative. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do motion, misdirection stuff. There's some trickery there. That Green Bay game, remember the hook and ladder? They, they were, you know, and they it is timely. Um, and, they, and the receiving core is deep. Now, Jamison Wolf has the suspension, but Amon Ross St. Brown is maybe the best slot man. They added another burner late in this draft. Um, but the strength is all right, north and south, like old school football. And this is an NFL, by and large, consisting of defenses that can't handle that. These linebackers around the NFL are 225 pounds. You know, they're in college covering space because – spread offenses are everywhere and you need, I mean, the athletic linebacker is, is, is needed. And so that's kind of the majority of the NFL, which is why it's so difficult to play the Detroit lions. I mean, here's a freight train coming downhill and you're not prepared for it because you haven't seen it. It's not dissimilar from the Philadelphia Eagles with Jeff Stoutland and that offensive line. And everything they're doing. I mean, teams aren't really prepared for that. So, what I'm saying is okay, Jamal Williams, look, Jamal Williams, friend of the happy hour, friend of the program. We had him on here. Good, I mean, a, a hell of a lot of fun. He helped change the culture for the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, I could easily make the argument that they should have just kept him instead of acquiring David Montgomery for more money. Is David Montgomery markedly better than Jamal Williams? He's younger, less tread, I, I guess. I mean, Jamal did a lot for the culture there. We'll see how that plays out. What I'm saying is they're, they're thinking is we're, we're going to challenge ourselves to get better at what we do best. And what we do best is balling up our fists and slugging in the jaw. So they believe David Montgomery better, and they believe Jameer Gibbs is better than DeAndre Swift. I don't, no, I'm not. So, it. and right. you can use him in different ways. So I'm just saying, I, I I follow their logic and they get sound, and I think it could work.
1: They're going to be the favorite in the NFC North. That's just, that's what I was looking. I was just looking. That's that was going to be my whole point of this. So we're giving them credit. They were knocking on the door in, in a very average NFC last year. Couldn't get in in an average NFC. I think we have to take a step back when that's you always want to make sure you are going to be the best in your division. They have, through elimination of other players leaving the division, possibly, they are in position to be the best. That's You win your division, you make the playoffs. That's what Detroit needs to do. That would be, to me, the first sign that this thing is working for Detroit, win the division this year. Otherwise, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, Tyler, where does – where does golf rank in the AFC? If you're talking quarterbacks, I mean, where, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the AFC. Like this guy is not a, you know I mean? We, he's getting away with playing in the He's getting away with playing in the NFC as far as he's very average. Okay. Yes. He can make some beautiful throws. Things are right. He can place the ball. I, I compared him to Greg Maddox one year when he was hot. He reminded me of the old pitcher for the Braves, oh, yeah. Greg Maddox, just, Not a fastball, not a jump. I mean, everything was just placed perfect. Everybody was striking out, and you didn't know why. It was like, when golf's dealing like that, he was dealing, accuracy-wise. But the same thing shows up for him every year. Terrible turnovers, big games. Where's the production? I see a lot of dink and dunk throws in that offense. I'm not seeing him elevate the players in that offense. I'm seeing him be a product of the system right now, which – To be fair, if that's who they're going to roll with, they're they're going to run the ball with an offensive line to protect a quarterback who's not going to move. And he's got to make a couple throws down the field who can make plays and tight ends. So I see how they're building around an average quarterback. That's just tough. You're just an anti-golf fight. Average is not anti. It's just tough. That's all I'm saying. It's tough to – you know what I'm saying? It's just a tough way to build a team. Well, it's how they're built, right? So if you were to
0: extract Jared Goff from the Detroit Lions and parachute him into the Buffalo Bills, oh, it's
1: a, it's I a mean, disaster.
0: He, he wouldn't fare The well. Bills would
1: be the worst team in their division. Oh, come on. With Goff? I think Jared Goff is good for what he's asked to do. I think – I mean I, – And he's, he's,
0: he's, he's played in the NFL since 2016. I'm not
1: against – I'm it's not, not, it's not like the verdict, it's not like we're waiting I'll say to see. this again. Like
0: he's, he's proven he's he's a solid quarterback. No
1: question. They can win that division with Jared Goff. The Bills would be the worst team in the AFC East with Jared Goff. That's the difference in the AFC NFC. That's how important Josh Allen is to the Buffalo Bills. Where it's how not important Jared Goff is to the Detroit, the way they're built. I guess my point is there's different
0: ways to win in the NFL. The Lions aren't trying to win. Like the Bills are trying to win,
1: hmm.
0: the, the Lions are playing a completely different brand. Right, just let me just let me flip it on you. If the Bills were to all out. of a sudden say, you know what, we want to punch you in the mouth, we're gonna—they couldn't play that way. The offensive line isn't nearly as good as Detroit's. The backs aren't as good. They they wouldn't be able to impose
1: their physical will on a team in the way Detroit can. <laughs> Detroit hasn't made the playoffs in the NFC. I just. I just don't know where this style is so intimidating. Like, go ahead and punch me in the mouth when I'm scoring 40 and you're fighting to get to 20. Like, I don't know. And if you can't stop me, that style isn't going to work either. Now, they did address it with Jack Campbell, so we'll see if he, I guess, middle linebacker, downhill linebacker. I'm probably linebacker. putting a lot
0: of stock in their close losses. I, I feel like they're, be- they're better than their record since last year.
1: I'm going to say it again. They can win that division. I'm not against the Detroit Lions. I'm talking big picture. Is this the way to build a team to win a Super Bowl? I think you're getting away with it in the NFC right now. That's
0: fair. I What's mean, ma-
1: so this is the philosophical question yeah. then
0: because I, I don't – I think we're in agreement there. To win a Super Bowl, you your that. quarterback's going to have to be special in that environment when there's however million people are watching this spectacle and everything goes, everything's on the line. Then mm-hmm. The defense is throwing their best stuff at you on third and long, and you've just got to make a play. And Patrick Mahomes is on one leg, prancing down the middle of the field for that run. You do need something special in that moment, but
1: how many of those quarterbacks even exist? You know, special is. I agree with this. Really, I, it, it's the golf. I don't. I don't see him in that. I would take Daniel Jones over golf. And, I, and I'm not a Daniel Jones. <laughs>
0: I think this is why. But he can move. But this is why That's Anthony why Richardson think. went fourth overall. You've got a chance to have that player in that moment.
1: Your guy, Anthony Richardson. So I think with the with the Falcons. Let's talk about the Falcons. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. well, let's, let's talk no, about Richardson real quick. He went fourth overall. Which we everybody said. You I'm weren't not, high on him. Not me. But everybody said that, so I knew I was – I mean, I knew – we knew he was going top five. I mean, that wasn't a shock to anybody. I would not. No. No, thank you. And I, I've i heard a Kim Newton comparison. Yes. <sighs> I had to do it. It's just not fair. It's not fair. We, we have to remember what he did. Richardson, 53% completion percentage. And once again, I don't really care about completion percentage, but we're going to start with that. Richardson, 53%. Who's terrible. Cam Newton was 66%, and I promise you he was not accurate. 66%. Okay? 53%. Wow. Richardson, 266 total yards per game, rushing and passing. Impressive. Cam Newton, 305 total yards per game. So, not a – I mean, 50-yard difference, but that's still – I mean, both of them – Okay, now here's the gap. Are we ready? Most important stat to me, throwing the football to evaluate how an offense is being run, what they're being asked to do is yards per attempt. We'll show you what they're being asked to do. Richardson, 7.8 yards per attempt. That's very, very mediocre average. You want to be in the nines. Like NFL, you want to be in the nines yards per attempt at top offenses. College football, you're in the tens, elevens. Cam Newton, yards per attempt, 10.2. He was playing in a more sophisticated offense, throwing the ball down the field, completing the ball at a higher rate, and dominated the sport. And now here's where I'm going to drop the mic and walk away. Richardson, 26 total touchdowns, passing, rushing. Pretty impressive. Cam Newton, 50 national championship.
0: So when we talk- have a losing
1: record, right? <laughs> so when we talk about rare and we hear about Richardson being rare, you know, I hear people saying, "Or like you know, rare talent, you know, big, fast, never said arm can throw eighty yards." Yes, rare. That's okay. No, Cam Newton's rare. That stat line's rare. What Richardson is is an exception because you can't find that stat line. He's an exception, and I was told by Sean Payton a long time ago, you did not build your team on exceptions. It's a great line. You like that? There's my – now, but here's the other thing. He's an except. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but is there a chance? Sure, there's a chance.
0: And that's enough for the fourth overall And it's pick? not
1: – and Irsay couldn't be happier. The, right now especially. Oh, I can't imagine how good he must be looking out there right now. I, I, I think obviously I like Anthony Richardson's chances at making it
0: more than you. But I'm not going to sit here and say this is a can't-miss prospect – Let's no, drool all over a six-minute highlight. And reel. you never you did say, do that and you, with didn't, and you didn't say that. You and said, p- think people outside. People did that the with office. Malik Willis last year, and they're already drafting Will Levis. So I'm not going to go to that extreme because it's out there, to your point. <laughs> you see it. What I'll say, though, is the scouts and personnel execs that Bob talks to for the series are very, I'm sorry, extremely critical of some of the best players in the draft. And they had some wildly. Positive things to say about Anthony Richardson. We read it on the podcast last week. So and these are people in the know that are projecting. It's all a projection. So much has to go right, right, From, from ownership to the GM to the coach to the personnel, all of that. My fear for him is, like, when does it play? I think everybody should be in agreement. Even if you're the biggest Anthony Richardson stan in existence, he needs to sit and wait. And develop. Gardner, Gardner Minshew as <laughs> your starter. Like
1: I thought, I Gardner Minshew. I love Gardner. I love. You, I do love. You Gardner hope
0: Minchu. to keep Gardner Minshew out there as long as you can. Probably. I love Gardner Minshew. It's tough. It's a think, tough. Balance. I can't think
1: of two more opposite quarterbacks.
0: I mean, just a couple years ago, I remember banging the table saying that Trey Lance should be playing. You're just do it. You learn on the job. But but there is mean, something to be said for learning on the job. Get him get him. Get and him, him out there but he definitely has to work on some stuff and then Anthony Richardson. So yeah, it's it's all a gamble. Look, change that he worked with Justin Herbert as a rookie, he worked with Jalen Hurts, he's he's been through this before in terms of developing a quarterback. We'll see how big of a project this is. You know what the takeaway there is, Jim? Don't wait to that point to find your quarterback. Right? Like the Colts are kind of a bizarre, zany case study, but all of these teams I mean, because the quarterback just retired in the preseason—and then they're toggling through all these veterans. It's like, okay, hit pause, draft a project, develop. I don't know. I think you just—you have to draft a quarterback when it's going to piss everybody off, and just sit them like Green Bay did. What's wrong with that?
1: Nothing. <clears throat> no, I'm not Will, against Will that. This is in a
0: great situation in Tennessee. Henan Hooker's in a great situation in Detroit. Uh, they don't got to play anytime soon. More teams should just take quarterbacks when you don't need quarterbacks.
1: That's the and old Ron Wolf here, right? Yeah, yeah always draft them
0: every year. And to, I get not to keep belaboring the Lions' point. I mean, they're trying to win now. These are two players in the first round that are going to help you immediately. So
1: they can win their division. I just (laughs) I just it's not how I'd be building it, but thoughts on the Atlanta Falcons. Our squad. Our squad. I like the playmaker. Can't I haven't heard any negative things. I like the pairing of him with the rest of you and I are gonna talk about this, but what they're gonna need to do is is somehow get max out his ability, Robinson and Pitts. They have to max out their talent. You have Patterson, which we know, but you know, I, we all love him, you know? And then the big question mark once again is Ritter and their style of offense. Arthur Smith is this style of offense. Is it going to be like Tennessee where they're going to be really good in the regular season? And then here come the playoffs and the quarterback can't get it done like Tannehill. Or does Ritter have more to him than Tannehill at this point? Like, Tannehill at one point was, you know, a good athlete, could move around. He, you know, obviously he got older. Ritter can move around, and they're going to ask him to do that, from what I'm hearing, which would be a little different than what Arthur Smith did in Tennessee before. I think that's the fear, right? Are they going to be that? This is going to be, we're going to run the ball, just like you are saying with Detroit. I, I don't see that. I, I feel like they're more, I think they're going to be a little dynamic with this offense. I, that's my that's my hope that's my hope since we I think yeah. so
0: too I mean let's not forget what they inherited too. Terry Fontenot, who you know well obviously from your time scout yeah we Morgan talked about it we talked about Arthur it. Smith they inherited a lot of older players I, a lot of vets a lot of underachieving players a lot of bad contracts um Dante Fowler I totally forgot about that I mean they they it took on a lot of this, and then so you've got to cleanse it and then kind of rebuild not just your roster, but a mentality, an identity. Like, this is what we are as a football team. Year three, it, it seems like they, they know what they are. Like, they know what they want to do. Similar to the Lions, we want to run the ball downhill, but do it creatively. Arthur Smith talked a little bit about it at his press conference in terms of, like, different formations, different personnel groupings. They still have Tyler Algier, Bajan Robinson, um, Cordero Patterson are the more I versatile mean, players in the game. New, yes. Drake London, Kyle Pitts. They signed Scotty Miller. I think they got Matt Collins too. They've got a lot. The, the oh, offensive line, I and mean, Chris Littstrom, Pro Football Focus had him as the highest graded player regardless of position positions. last year. So, yeah, if I'm the Falcons, I'm paying that guy money. Because I know what I'm getting for a thousand snaps. You can spend a lot of money in a lot of places, and it can backfire. The down, granted, the upside for a guard, I get it. It's the ceiling is kind of what we're looking at here in Fatty Bear, but the floor is right up by that ceiling. So that's that's smart spending to me. Um, we'll we'll get to Ritter, but they know what they are. They're leaning into their identity. They really don't give a shit what anybody thinks or says, which I love. Right, they're not giving in to. Oh, you can't do this with a running back. You can't do that with a tight end. Um, I think more teams need to do that. Like, there's a lot of teams, Jim, that have a really talented quarterback, but they don't lean into that identity. I've been critical of the Bills, at least in the playoffs and the regular season. They they're going for it and they're out, you know, outgunning these teams in the '30s. In the playoffs, it's like that. There's this identity crisis for the for the Bills. Give me a GM and a coach who know what they are as a team. They're going to lean into it with their personnel decision, all of that. I think this was a draft that spoke to all of that for the Falcons.
1: And once again, we're looking at their, I'm looking at their division right now. Ritter, Bryce Young, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield. That's this quarterback starting. There it is right there. You can win your, so Detroit and Atlanta can win their divisions you're in the playoffs. That is the sign. That is how they're going to be evaluated as GMs to me, where Terry Fontenot and Brad Holmes have their teams. That's the goal. You, you, you cleaned it up, and now you're in the playoffs. You, know, you spent the last two years flipping the roster, building with the head coach, Arthur Smith, Dan Campbell, building it together, which we talk about, synced up GM head coach. Now both teams need their quarterback. Ritter, golf. Give me some positives on them this year. It's going to be a fun year for those teams. Thing with Ritter is that like we don't know. We don't knows know. Us. Now what we saw, we don't know. And I did. I, I watched him last year a little bit and it was very, eh, but I'm not judging that. I'm ex- I told you I'm the all. The do know though. They think they know.
0: I know that's what's. That's what's interesting is that they gave him this. They year, went for it. They didn't see how he operates in the building. No doubt. Uh, Calais Campbell before he signed sat down. This is from Josina Anderson, CBS Sports, and watched the film of Ritter. Like they showed Campbell film of Ritter, and like they're pointing things out to him to try to convince him to sign out of Ritter. So I would love to know what those things were. Like, what do you think that scene is like with the Calais Campbell on their free agent pitch? You know, here's this quarterback that you're walking into, and here's why you should sign him.
1: It, it, it may not have gotten that far. That money might have been good. It might have been just right. Atlanta, I get it. I mean, I'm just saying. At that point, they, I think they would just spin it like that. Hey, we got a young guy. Yeah. Look at the division. Yeah, that nobody else. Yeah, we can win this division with the rest of our roster with him. We believe in him. We need this in place. We win the division. Plays in the playoffs. That to me, if you're him as a vet, that's an easier route to get to the playoffs than the afc where he was i mean that is a i can't i still can't get over the afc when i keep looking at it i do think that the falcons put themselves
0: in this position to draft a running back too like you can say it's a luxury pick it's the it, it, like the new york giants they weren't in a position to take saquon barkley they had holes all over the roster like they want to play this style, but their offensive line is a mess. It didn't. It didn't. Dave Gettleman like just basically took a blowtorch to the rest of the roster. Bad, so bad, bad. Saquon Barkley is, granted, he's had injuries, but when he's healthy, he's one one of the best backs in the NFL. Want. But Look at everything else. I think the Falcons in March put themselves in a the position to draft Bijan Robinson, fortify on the right side of the of the line with their own um, Jesse Bates. Uh, I mean a ton of like smart low cost signings and Bud Dupree, Scotty Miller, Mike Hughes. They got Jeff Okuda to bring a full circle with the Lions. Uh, Who's it? Even Johnny Smith, right? They get him I so he can, can do, do some good. of the blocking, take take a load off of Kyle Pitts' plate. Taylor Heineke is a backup quarterback. They were busy. I mean they were the busiest team in the NFL. They're flipping
1: a roster, Calais Campbell flipping a
0: roster, flipping a roster. So they in their Estimation put themselves in position to take a luxury running back in the top ten. Maybe they should have taken a corner or a line, whatever. Look, take who you back to our point. You're losing sleep if you don't take Bajon Robbins. Take
1: who you believe in. Yeah. He's gonna be the there focal, point, no of thing offense. The focal sh- point. There is no such thing as the focal point. There is no such thing as you should have taken that position or that position. If that's the player you had graded better as the better player as, and helps your team, you take that player. It's And that's I believe that, especially that high. Like I, I,
0: I, what do you think Terry Fanho imagined hmm. as a GM? So when you're scouting yeah. on the road, I mean, I imagine you had these thoughts, man, when I'm a GM
1: one day, this is did. how I'm going to build a team. You always do. Do you think this is what he was thinking? He knows enough to – because Terry's been a part of it we did that in new orleans as a staff like and it took years i mean we had luck we struck gold that first year with drew Brees and got to the NFC championship after that we really spent time building we didn't get back right away you yeah, know it took great. time because the thing was really it was bad it was depleted mm-hmm. so build build built so they're used to building tough inside just like we did guards gyrie evans carl nicks we talked about it so I think Terry is building this thing. I know, like I know enough about Terry to know that defense is going to get itself. It's going to get there. Yeah, right. Yeah, that right? Yeah. That's the question. Tell, it'll get that defense right. Yeah, they got to get better. And I think I like by looking at those signings, those leadership, the vet, tough guys that we spoke about. That's how you fix it. Some guys we've talked to here go along, right? Darren Hall,
0: Jordan yeah, Anderson, some good ones. Yeah. They got we gotta get, now we
1: gotta better. get Terry
0: Fontenot on the show. Open invite. He's always welcomed.
1: It could be all a way.
0: All right, let's, we, we have to talk Lamar.
1: Yeah, Ravens. let's, well, because it's like, should we clap for the Ravens? I mean, it's like they listen to us. Just paying. You, you brought the new coaches in. I love all the, I love what they're doing. But he really should have had an agent, Jim. Lamar.
0: Huh. A lot of crickets from my colleagues in the. How's that work for
1: Patrick Mahomes? Now he's the tenth highest paid player <laughs> right. in the NFL. How's his agent handling that?
0: Hey, let's give Lamar Jackson credit here. Dude, like probably. he shot for the moon, wanted guaranteed money. Got people like me saying, "Hell, you should be paying this guy right now." Like, give him whatever he wants. Fifth of your cap, he's worth it because he is worth it. He is. It was so smart for him to just try to get anything you want because you deserve it. You're the unanimous MVP. Where are the Ravens without you? And in the end, something we should see more in life, some glorious compromise, right? Lamar got off the guaranteed money thing. The Ravens decided to make Lamar the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. How it should work. Jalen hurts. Gave him a nudge a week before. <laughs> like, where are we? If Jalen hurts doesn't sign that contract, who knows? I, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, even Eric DaCosta uh, kind of admitted, yeah, you know, you look at the market, you see what these are, like, that's what was the impetus here. But they got it done, and, and done. Eric DaCosta took a a lot of bullets for maybe damaging the relationship. It was a it was a one-off situation where you've got a generational talent negotiating with the general manager directly, like no buffer, no agent, nothing. You, I love it. You don't have a GM. I love it. I wish Telling get that. a quarterback mm-hmm. this is why we're not gonna pay you like this is what you don't do well. so I give Lamar credit for hey, he heard it all and he's returning. so in today's generation where most of these guys for better or worse, it's it's not even their fault they've been coddled for their entire lives it's surrounded by yes men and yes women. Nobody's gonna tell these guys no. And here's the moment of Lamar Jackson's life trying to get money. And he's got to hear, he's got to hear, no, this is what you don't do well. And they still found a way to make it work. Um, And And, now all of a sudden, the Baltimore Ravens are in the Super Bowl conversation because they they simultaneously were building for this moment.
1: Yeah, they they cater to him. We talked about the coaches, the changes they made, the way they put the the receivers together now. They are supporting their franchise quarterback. The Bills are supporting their franchise quarterback. The Chiefs support. Support them. Hard to find. Give them everything. Whatever it is, I don't care. If it's, when I say support, it's whether it's defense, whatever it is, whatever that you need to get to that next level. In Baltimore, we know they've tried and tried to get these receivers better, and they haven't. But they keep trying, which I respect. They did get Lamar Jackson,
0: who he wanted, and Marquise Hollywood Brown. That before that draft. Brown told me that the Ravens asked Lamar who he'd wanted, and he he said Hollywood or Jerry Judy the next year, whenever however that worked out. So they tried in that regard, but the anvil to the whole operation holding everything back was Greg Roman. <laughs> it was, I know we've brought it up a few times here, but I think for the point. But really, I mean it's for, for his Brilliant as he is at the line of scrimmage, with I guess blocking schemes. Wow, well, I mean, look, I don't know,
1: I don't know either.
0: Eric Wood, Richie, McCullough, I'll say this: they, they, they there, say the results are so good.
1: good. You're right.
0: There's results. The, the linemen say, like, there's, there's results. There's a, there's, results. there's even an assistant coach I've talked to, who has said, "Look, no, he's brilliant at the line." So I don't. I don't want to take that away from. There's Garth results. But. Yeah, but it's like two different languages. It's like you're really good in Spanish, but you flunked French. Whatever English, I should I say. Be, like the <laughs> like one you. The miss. passing like, game is English,
1: right? If that passing game is English, that would be. So I like that because Greg. I mean, they can't get it right. You know what was funny?
0: Eric DeCosta, at his press conference. He, he was asked about Zay Flowers. He referenced a conversation that he had with Steve Smith at the combine, and how Steve Smith loved Zay Flowers. He's like, you know, when a future Hall of Famer is telling you, "I love this player," you're gonna listen and. We're really close. Steve Smith also went on NFL Network and said, your offensive coordinator is trash when he lost <laughs> to the Bills in the playoffs. And it was an elementary passing game. And I, I've never heard somebody at state-run TV blast anybody like Steve Smith. Steve, the Smith ball and Shady, was, Steve
1: Smith and Shane. It was amazing. Yeah, it was like amazing. People.
0: I like it. And so I love it. Like, that, they've come full circle. Like, oh, Roman gets let go, and now they're consulting with yeah, Steve it, Smith it. for their first-round pick. Todd Monk is the OC. Willie Sneed, same thing, told it. like Receivers around the NFL know in that offense, it's simplistic. It's old school, route tree, 1970s, 80s stuff. There isn't layering and route concepts, and this plays off of that. There isn't rhythm with the play calls. Um, so you're going to have that. You're going to have better personnel. I'm not as high on Odell as a lot of people, but you have Odell. Rashad Bateman's coming back from injury. Nelson Aguilar is a pretty good number four. Say flowers. Mark Andrews, a top three. I mean, that's right there is
1: where it got. Yeah, if flowers can be dynamic, you know, with that tight end. Odell, I'm I'm with you. I'm not sure. Paid him a lot. I think there's something there. Hopefully he can contribute. He probably won't live up to – he probably won't meet what people are going to say, you know, with the contract, right? Um, but there's enough there to think – and Bateman, I like – that's the other guy. I liked him. Like, he showed some signs, too, I thought. He looked
0: really good before. Yes,
1: I agree. So, there is some I – mean, you, you talk about that. That's some firepower. and That's the AFC firepower. Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's loaded, loaded, loaded. Um, who's the running back for Baltimore that – like, I
0: mean, J.K. Dobbins, but he's been hurt. Well, that's too, my, right? that's
1: going to be my point. Are they going to get somebody to actually stay healthy and consistent? And but you at this what? point, it's all good. We've got Lamar in place. Support, support. This is this is horrible. He knows this is his this is his you know big final run here. Let's go after it. The well, next Lamar kind of
0: saved his job, right?
1: You're at the end with Joe well, Flacco. It's a lot of people's jobs. Right? I mean, yeah, you're at the end.
0: Right. And to Harbaugh's credit, he was steadfast through the offseason. Like, I want Lamar Jackson as my quarterback. So I take him as a word. I mean, I that, that seemed genuine. I do too. But I'm you're right. Lamar is guys. keeping
1: everybody employed I mean, yeah, and happy. He is that type of talent. Yep. Dobbins, same guys. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, <laughs> Justice Hill, and then the free agents, they signed Dobbins and Gus Edwards, I, I mean, they're I do, they are good they're good players. They're tough, but man, they always hurt. I, I just all right, let's look at you coming around to these running back. They should have drafted Jameer Gibbs, moved up and gotten themselves a Gibbs, Jim. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with all of it. As long as it equals points. If it equals points, I'm okay with it. If it equals four yards, four yards punt, no. Four yards, four yards. Now you're looking at third and two, and then you just run it again. Incomplete pass.
0: Um. Last point on Lamar. I'm really interested to see what Todd Monken does in regards to the um, the read option stuff, RPO stuff, because Lamar is so good at that mesh point of kind of riding the running back in the hole, reading the defensive end, a making a decision. Yeah. Um, that decision-making process It's not dissimilar from Tom Brady reading something down the field. Hmm. It's just at the line of scrimmage. And that's what Greg Roman did really well in terms of play design and all that. I'll never forget, was it a Sunday night game against Kansas City two years ago, early in the season? They had those Chiefs, D linemen and linebackers spinning. Mm -hmm. I mean, their heads were on a swivel. They didn't know if Lamar was giving it, if Lamar was keeping it. The, the Ravens were just playing downhill, a, a lot like Atlanta and Detroit want to play. So you can't sacrifice that. I mean, you, When Lamar is a threat as a runner, it, you force the defense to account for him oh, as a runner. Wow. Nice. All 11 players, you, you have to fear mm-hmm. him. You can't just become this spread it out, passing team. Mm-hmm. What's the balance there? I, I don't know. It's no, he has to have the ball
1: in his hands. Right. No, it's part of it. Part of it, he has to have the ball in his hands. He's a nightmare. What was it like for Tom
0: Munkin and John Harbaugh and everybody Maybe. these last three months? You think when they don't know if he's going to be the quarter? You're, well, you're made
1: an offense for him, they may have known. They may have known, like, they may say, Look, we're close. Like, they may have known for months and we didn't know that like, it's close, it's going to get done. It's going to get done, you know, whatever the little, you know, whatever the headbutt was that, that prevented it from happening quickly. We don't know, but the, the panic wasn't – they didn't show panic. They showed like they – I felt like they're not panicking right, right now. They're not making all these moves. There wasn't some trade-up to the Colts. You know what I mean? There wasn't – so I felt like they, they they probably had a good idea. But man, it is – it's going to be – They did have
0: leverage. I mean, in terms of the leverage Lamar would have had is, I just won't play football this year. I just won't sign the tag. That's it. Yeah. That's and right. you saw how that worked out for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, think about that. So you're right. Maybe they just kind of knew all along that he was going to work out. We're not I trading hope. him. We're not getting rid of him. You would hope. We're just going to figure it out. Let's build. Let's support and build. You did get to that point, though. I mean, LeBar requested a trade, March second. That's the head. And then buck. announced it on Twitter when John Harbaugh. Yeah, head whatever got the headbutt part was. That's the part we don't know. Right, before we sign off, we did ask oh, yeah, our yeah, yeah. listeners for questions, which is. We love, we wanted all the possible non-football questions. Ridiculous, encouraged. Let's see what we got. We got a couple here. All right. Hey. AJ Sabulski. Good dude. Lives here in Hamburg. Neighbors with somebody I see at Spot Coffee all the time. He asks, would you rather shovel... A 75 foot driveway of snow
1: or push mow 1,000 square feet of grass? God, that's a good question. That's a good question. Hmm. I'm push mowing. Yeah, I'm push mowing too. Yeah. Because getting, a lot of these push am I mowers some have some got good. The do I have good weather? Do I have sun? Yeah, yeah
0: I'm good. Exactly. I, I agree. I think I'm there with you too. And I think a lot of people probably do both in Buffalo. Really? No choice. All right. Let's see what else we got. Willie Lutz. Good to see you, brother. Cincinnati Bengals fan. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses
1: or one
0: horse-sized duck? <laughs> that is a great question. I, oh, I'm a horse-sized duck? I'm going 100 duck-sized
1: horses. No. I'm going one. Hunter just seems like somehow I just need to focus on one. I think the one's taking you down. A duck.
0: A horse-sized duck, but it's a duck. I mean that bill it could just swallow you whole. But it's not a horse. Those 100 horses are kicking you Yeah, and... they're little though. You just smack them. I think it'd be fun to be like a it'd Ooh, okay. be like a fun real life capbills the situation. sizes of the horses.
1: So yeah, I guess if they yeah, I I think a hundred duck size. I'm I think it'd be a, it.
0: I think it would be a brisk workout. I'm just not worried about that to murder one hundred. Was oh. it horse sized ducks or duck no duck sized horses?
1: One hundred. Speaking of horses, you got me excited. This is the Derby weekend, my favorite. Because you know why? As a scout, there's always I always loved the Derby, but draft ends. This is like. Off season, derby do you study time. the horses? I uh I do. I'll do the derby. I listen to some people. I'm. I don't know. that <laughs> I don't know much about. It. I don't. I don't know if the guys I listen to always know, but I tr- they've been pretty good over the years. They have a good track record. So, but it is fun. It's a fun day. I haven't really gotten into it. Maybe I should. No, once again, don't do it. Don't I'm don't out. It. No, you're I'm good. out now. You're, you're doing well. You're I think. I feel like you're on the right track. <laughs> The live betting's not getting you. Uh, right? Yeah, that was
0: bad. That's bad. Of course, the Nuggets look great now. I should just throw them. What was I thinking? They're, they might win this whole thing. <laughs> they will. All right. That was fun. That was good. We went through a whole podcast without even mentioning, really, the Packers or the Bills. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got to mix those in from
1: time to time. I said time the Bills would right be garbage with golf. <laughs> I think well, that's the only time we talked
0: about it. You know what? When I talk to Jared Goff, I'm, I'm going to say my podcast. Make sure you goes.
1: bring up that I said they can win in division. Jared Goff, when he wins the Super Bowl and no, hoists that Lombardi. That. I didn't say that.
0: That's going to be one hell of a podcast. I can't wait for that. Now.
1: Division, one thing. Super Bowl, one thing. No.
0: Thank you for watching, for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We're here at Fatty Good Company, Hamburg, New York. Make sure you get on in. Everything you could possibly need. IPAs. Seasonals, sours, pilsners. Right now, I'm drinking a little uh, goat and goat impressions, a New England IPA from Noble Shepherd Craft Brewing. Very, very good stuff. Nick and Chris have you covered, and we've got all kinds of stories up at GoLongTD.com. So thanks so much for checking it out. See you next time.